You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. You know what's crazy to think about is we are recording this before baby boy has been born, but by the time this episode comes out, he might be with us here on earth, which is absolutely crazy to think about. And today we're talking all about parenting, purpose, and the power of journaling. Yeah, all three of them, and I promise they all fit together in such a beautiful way, regardless of if you're a parent now, a parent one day, or you don't even have your eyes on being a parent at all right now. But we are called to a specific purpose in whatever season and circumstance we are walking through at this very moment, which is a lot easier said than done, right? We've got mundane and very ordinary moments from our day-to-day that become monotonous and overwhelming or sometimes just so underwhelming and they keep repeating each other again and again, day in and day out, and we have a hard time sitting down and saying, what is my purpose right now? Whether that's a nine to five job, whether you're a mama and having a hard time in between nap times and snack times, or maybe you're a student or you're somebody who is just questioning the season that you're in at this very second. And it's just hard to get a grasp on your purpose right here, right now. Well, I'm so excited for today's guest, Bethany Atkins, to sit down and talk with me all about finding our purpose. Bethany is an amazing mom of two, and she has another one on the way. And our due dates are actually one day apart, which is so funny. Bethany has created an amazing resource called My Why Journal. And it's for both children and parents to be able to share a journal, to ask questions, and give answers that are scripturally based. She'll talk more about that in today's episode. If you wanted to get your hands on your very own My Why Journal after hearing about how amazing it is, once Bethany tells us all about it, then you actually can. And we have something super fun going on I'd love for you to know about. If you head over to Behind the Bliss Podcast on Instagram, we are hosting a giveaway with Bethany and her podcast, The Millennial Mission Podcast, where you can win a My Why Journal and some other really fun goodies shipped straight to you so you can start this process that we're talking about today. If you're listening a few days or a few weeks or months, ahead of when this comes out. Maybe you missed the giveaway. That's totally cool. We want to offer you something too. You might get to learn a little bit more about who God our Father is and how He parents us perfectly and what we can learn from Him in today's episode. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Bethany. I want to know what you've been up to recently because... This world is crazy, <laughs> and I feel like all my friends have different fun answers, and I'm like, what has Bethany been up to? Oh, my goodness. Well, yes, it has been crazy, but I've probably been doing similar things as you since our due dates are like one day apart. We're both preparing for babies to come, and that is – actually, that hasn't taken up a ton of time because it's my third kid, but just spending a lot of time with family and trying to – you know, there is so much going on in our world, so it can be very – like it can really bog you down. So I've just been trying to focus on what I can spend time with my kids and my husband and make sure that we're all good here because that's, I think, feel like that's where we make the biggest impact. I love that perspective. That's kind of what I'm preparing for, or at least trying to prepare my heart for, because this is my first kid. This is your third. So I'm loving this opportunity to chat with you because I'm trying to soak up all the mama advice from my friends recently. (laughs) And I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying my hardest to prep my heart for like, what does it look like to raise 
a human. Like we're literally creating humans. I it just blows my mind like how this works. It's insane. And like from here, like I mean, pregnancy by no means is it easy. Of course, like there's things apart, apart and about it that you're like, what? But for the most part, like your body knows what it's doing, right? Mm-hmm. But then like once your baby meets you Earthside, it's interesting because you're like, okay, wait, now I actually have to be really intentional oh with my like gosh. conversations and behavior and. I just feel like flips can switch so fast, right? Yes, it does. And, you know, life does change so drastically when you have a kid. But I hear so many negative things like enjoy life while you can before you have kids. But, oh, my gosh, (laughs) parenthood and motherhood, it is hard, but it is so beautiful. It is the hands down the best part of life. So if anybody says that to you, I hope you got to travel a lot. I hope you got to live life. No, we're living life now. So I have, you have so much to look forward to and I'm so excited for you. I had a friend the other day that said, um, you know, like it's hard for me to remember life without my kid. Like it's like, I think I'm like, what did we do with our time? Yeah. <laughs> like how, like what, who were we? And then you realize like, oh, this is, this is the life. Like I I feel like I'm starting to live now kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, how wild. Like last time we talked, we were like, I, you know, I apologize for being out of breath. <laughs> and you were like, well, we do. And I was like, are you pregnant? And you're like, yeah, are you? I was like, yeah. And we're like, what do you do? And you said March 12th. And I was like, wait a second. I'm March 11th. <laughs> Our kids could share a birthday. Oh, my gosh. That would be so cool. They would. That would be awesome. We'll be, we'll be FaceTiming each other from the hospital. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, hey, what's your update? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can do it together. Yeah. Okay. I do want to know, because I love how you said, I feel like, you know, the world has thrown at you this idea that parenting is hard, like live your best life before, um, which is which is funny for me to think through, because I feel like every season has some of that in the world that they throw at us, like noise, like, um, you know, do college big, because like after college, like life's no more fun. And then yeah. it's like... Oh, I live life big because once you get married, life's no more fun. It's like live life big once you yeah. have a kid. And it's like, okay, so at what point are we going to stop believing that narrative and just choosing to live our best life now kind yes. of thing? Um, I do want to hear, though, your favorite part of parenting because there's oh got to be one of those, of course, because it's a blast. Man, there's – uh, that's a hard question. Um, I completely agree with what you said, though, because I do feel like it's like this grass is always greener mentality and you really have to – it's a mindset thing. You just have to find happiness in whatever avenue you're in life. And life is hard no matter where we are. So let's it's it's about finding the, the positives. But my favorite part of parenting, I just think – okay, well, my favorite like time of day, and this is so silly, but like after, even if it's been a horrible day or a great day, my favorite time is after the kids have gone to bed and I go back in when they're (laughs) asleep and I get to like kiss their chubby little cheeks and just see them laying there so peaceful. And if their legs hanging out, covering up their feet and just like, man, it doesn't matter what happened that day or how bad of a mood I was in, or if it was like the most glorious day ever. I'm just so thankful in that moment for these healthy little kiddos with healthy beating hearts. It's I just I love it. So I can't wait for you to experience oh, that. Um, but I would say just having the privilege and it's a again, it's a mindset thing, but like thinking about what a privilege it is to be raising 
the next generation and knowing that you can help them to become the leaders and the critical thinkers and the God-fearing um, their kids now, but they're going to be adults one day. And that is what the world needs. So it's a huge weight, but it's also such a great privilege. And I think that's something we just need to keep in the forefront of our minds that we've been given such a beautiful privilege with these kids and we just need to take it so seriously. Yeah, that is beautiful and timely because I had someone actually actually asked me the other day and they said, um, you know, are you nervous to raise a little boy in today's kind of culture and society and like bring them into this world that we're all living in and complaining about? And at first I was like, oh gosh, yeah, like (laughs) that might be tough. But the more I thought about it, the question, the opportunity, like you're saying, the privilege we have, the more pumped I got because I realized that we do have this unique responsibility to grow up tiny humans and to kind and strong, brave, compassionate people when we put our minds to it. And like we act on purpose, which is something you're all about. Absolutely. Totally. You know, we talk all about purpose over on our podcast, but we try and live it every day. And of course, there's days that we fall short, but having kids just gives you a whole new meaning of what purpose is because you are you're raising people that will be here hopefully longer than you. And so you're you're leaving a legacy, which also is part of your story. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> strong parents saying strong kids, which makes strong communities. And that's what we need. And I I love how you say um, that this idea, it, I mean, as a parent, you obviously have purpose, but I think it's really easy from what I've heard from my mom friends. When I ask them, like, what's something that you would want me to know? They're like, know that there is a reason why you're showing up because some days are going to seem so monotonous and you're like, okay, it's snack time again. It's nap time again. Like yeah. it's feeding time again. And, and it's really easy for you to lose uh, like the intentionality and like to be where your feet are. And so I want to hear maybe some of the encouragement you'd have for someone listening today that is thinking the same. Like, yeah, I just feel like I'm going through the motions. I want to have a purpose. I want to do this thing well called parenting yeah. What are some practical ways that you have done this in your family? That's such a good question. And I think that the answers that your friends gave you, that those are st- such good answers because motherhood, a lot of it is monotonous. And I think that a lot of the issues in today's society and today's culture is, and I'm not opposed to like the mompreneur or you know, the the CEO mom. I'm not opposed to that at all. But at the same time, I think that a lot of our culture has devalued the stay-at-home mom. And I know I felt that for a long time. I used to be a nurse and then I left nursing and I came home and was home with my kids because I felt that that was what God was calling me to do. And man, it was hard. It was like, I felt like, I, I was like, God, I feel like you called me to be here. But when I was at the hospital, I was so highly respected. And when I would go out in public and people would ask, what do I do? Oh, I'm a pediatric nurse. It's like, I almost got these googly eyes from people like, wow, what a glorious job. And then they would ask, yes. And then when I was home, they would say, oh, what do you do? I'm home with my kids. Oh, so will you ever go back to work? And I was feeling so bad for a long time. And I did a post about this probably two years ago now, but it was like, do I miss nursing or do I miss the googly eyes? And I think that's something that we as stay at home moms, or even if you're a hybrid, you work and you're home. We just have to get over that because it is devalued being home, but it is, I believe it is the most important thing that we can do. Even if you work full time, I feel like motherhood 
is still above the importance of your job because we are not just taking responsibility for ourselves. We're taking responsibility for raising raising kids and raising leaders and raising whatever they're going to be. So if God has called us to being home with our family and called us to those monotonous days and you're scrubbing goldfish or chewed up yogurt out of the carpet, those <laughs> days are hard, but they're so important. And it's about those little things um, and the way our kids see us respond that they learn how to handle the bigger things. I want to jump like to a bigger perspective. Like this is what I call my 30,000 foot view. Yeah. But let's talk about purpose for a hot second for friends listening who are like, I'm not a parent yet. And like, don't even see that in my future at the moment. But like, I still feel like my life is monotonous and a little bit mundane and I want to be present where I am. Mm -hmm. How would you encourage even just like the normal, maybe showing up to a nine to five or like, um, volunteering or like in your church, just like finding a place and a reason to be where your feet are. Yeah. This is something I struggled with for a really good part of my life. I felt that I was, um, average at everything, like kind of just mediocre. I didn't have that one big thing. And so even into my early twenties, I was like, I don't even have a purpose. I don't even know what my purpose is. Everything I'm mediocre at. And I was kind of just living that cycle where, Everything did feel monotonous to me. And I would say in that, what I've learned through kind of journeying through what purpose is, what it means to truly live your purpose, is that for me, it was a massive paradigm shift because I've realized through all of the stories of everybody that we interview on our podcast who are living out their God-given purpose is that one, purpose looks different for all of us. And it doesn't have to be one big thing. Um, But the second thing that was really huge is that purpose is not a destination, which this sounds so cliche, but it is so true. It's not a destination, but it is a journey. So Corey and I, my husband, we often refer to it as not our purpose, but our purpose journey. Because every day that you are alive, whether you're in that nine to five job where you're at a your clerk at a gas station or you're working a secretarial job or whatever that's part of your purpose and that doesn't mean you're going to stay there forever but wherever god has you today there are lessons for you to learn in that season and oftentimes he has us in certain seasons to teach us things that will help us in the next season that we're going to be going so that's why we call it a purpose journey because you it's you don't arrive you never arrive till you make it to the yeah. to the other side um but we have to shift our perspective from this day sucks it's mundane i'm not doing what i love to okay i don't maybe i don't love this but god has me here for a reason so rather than just putting my head down and pushing through i'm going to look out and look for what god is trying to teach me in this season because the faster and the better I can learn the lessons that he's trying to teach me here, I know he will help propel me into the next season that I'm supposed to be in. Right. Oh, I love this because it's so true that um, purpose is almost like that super sexy, trendy word right now. And it's like, do you know your purpose? Like, why are you showing up? And there can be a lot of pressure on finding that one thing that you're supposed to be doing. And I love that you kind of free it up and you're like, no, this is a journey. Like chances are too that like the bigger purpose of if you're a believer, like bringing God glory and sharing and showing him to the world and making Jesus famous, like ultimate purpose, right? Like how we execute that and how, and how we do that in the different areas we are in life, like can look different in every season. And it's okay for us to like monitor and adjust 
and be obedient to what God's calling us to now, even mm-hmm. if that looks different in five years or looks different than five years ago. Totally. And I think to put ourselves in a box is to ultimately put God in a box and be like, well, you've only called me to do this one thing. And he's like, no, actually, <laughs> actually, <Right>. no. <laughs> Absolutely. And exactly what you said, purpose, ultimately as Christians, we all have the same purpose and it's to being, bring people to the body of Christ and to lead people into heaven and to get people to know Jesus. That's our, that's our true purpose. But in the Bible, it says that we are all parts of the body of Christ, which creates one body, but we're each different body parts. So, yeah. you know, the leg fun- functions differently than the hand, the ear functions differently than the eye. So although ultimately all of our purposes are the same, we are all different. We've been given different gifts and talents and different desires. And we are to use those and be okay with standing out and not conforming and being different than our friend because if we don't do our part, the body as a whole will not function properly. Mm-hmm. Or like I've heard this before, but if you're the hand per se, then like if you don't do your job, then another part of the body is missing out and or isn't getting fed yes. or isn't being able to do their job efficiently because you're not showing up obediently. And so no pressure, but at the same time, it's like if we just are sitting here running in circles being like, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Instead of just saying like, all right, Lord. What do you have for me right here, right now, and being obedient in what he says, then we can even hold other people back. And mm-hmm. again, like this is a right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. But if like we're both trying to step with yeah. the same foot at the same time, it just doesn't work. Yes. And even um, to sorry to one more thing, but just to even to add to that, we often try to fit ourselves, just like you said, into these boxes that either our parents want us to fit in or society calls us to. And then we find ourselves sitting in a seat that we were never meant to be in. And the problem with that mm-hmm. isn't just that we're not living our purpose, but that we're reserving that seat for that was meant for somebody else. So it's just, it's crazy when we just truly um, let go and we let God take control. It is amazing the things that he will do in our lives. Such a good point. I'm so glad you said that. I I mean, it makes me think of David and Goliath, right? Like, I feel like I've mentioned this in other podcasts before, but it's my favorite when it comes to purpose because it started out so simple, right? Like the only reason why David really had the chance to become king was because was because like he defeated a giant and the reason why he defeated a giant was because he showed up to the battlefield but he wasn't invited to the battlefield the only reason he went there was because his dad asked him to bring sandwiches to his brothers so like his purpose like what it looked like to write out his purpose like kept changing looking different and it started with something so mundane like making sandwiches and bringing it to his brothers who yeah. were fighting the war. You know, it's right. like if we aren't okay showing up in these small places doing mundane, ordinary things, then we can miss out on our next best that God has for us. Because like you said, he's preparing us and equipping us, giving us tools for our tool belt for that next season, that next step that we wouldn't be prepared for now unless we took the step of where we're supposed to be now. Yes, that's so true. So yeah. good. So let's bring it back to motherhood because now that we have this bigger picture of purpose, I hope it's starting to make sense to people like <laughs> scraping up goldfish and like trying up yogurt from the carpet. And like it makes a little bit more sense where they are able to, able to say like my kids might not know what I'm doing for them now, but hopefully I'm raising up a generation like we keep saying of people who would be grateful to serve or um, I've created a safe space for my kids to be able to ask hard questions or do hard things and figure it out with me and my husband, then 
have to figure it out on their own or not feel like we're a safe place for them to figure it out at all. And you have created an incredible resource for moms that want to be more intentional about this. And I just want you to gush all about it because it is so cool. Yeah, no, I, so one of the things that I really worried about as I became a parent was just how am I going to be intentional with my kids because I'm a busybody, I'm super task oriented, and it's something I knew I struggled with. And then also, how am I going to get my kids to not rebel like I did? Because that was something I did. And and a lot of, like, again, society says, that's just normal. Like the teenage years, oh, I hope you're ready for the teenage years. They're going to rebel. The angsties. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we just accept all these narratives. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have to accept that for my family. I don't have to accept that for my life. I'm not saying I have to be best friends with my kids and give them everything they want, but I truly do believe that there's this healthy balance of communication and they can confide in us and we're giving them the foundation that they need to become the adults and the humans that they're going to be called to be. And I feel like it's about equipping them as early on as we possibly can. And so it's difficult because it takes so much intentionality and our world is so busy. We're all so busy and we're all so distracted. Um, But I truly believe that putting practices into place will just totally pay dividends. And we hopefully, I'm sure that my kids aren't going to be perfect and they're going to tell fibs here and there, maybe even still do a couple things that hopefully, hopefully not, but they're going to. But uh, the idea is that being intentional, that there will be less of that. And when they do mess up, they feel that they can still come to me. So what I did is I have always written. I've always journaled from the time my kids were born. I was started writing them letters and different milestones. Instead of like a scrapbook, it was like more I wrote letters to them and then put like one picture in. And I had always told myself when my kids become to the age where they can write, that we would start writing letters back and forth because I just love records. Like I have journals from when I was in elementary school and I just love looking back on them because it kind of takes you back to that place and gives you the perspective of a third grader, which my son is now. Um, Well, the more my kids have gotten older, I've realized like there's really a need for this. And they're asking questions that are hard. And sometimes I want to give them answers, but I can't give them right away. Or sometimes they'll ask me 50 questions and I'm in the middle of cooking dinner. And at that point I'm like, no, like I'm not answering you. I don't know. Just like go away, which (laughs) I'm working on it. But I started thinking, all right, well, maybe I can make this journaling into more of a tool for not just Corey and I, but also other parents. So I created my why journal And basically, the idea is to facilitate communication with our kids. So it's this really adorable hardcover um, book that you can can keep it as a keepsake because it's hardcover. Um, And it's giving kids an opportunity. So if they have questions or if they want to talk about something, that you can encourage them to write it in their journal. There's a space for them to write their question at the top and then a space below for you to write your answer. And then following right after that, um, there's a section that says support it with scripture. So let me give you an example. Let's say my eight-year-old who, one, he's a challenger. So he's going to ask a question and I know (laughs) that that it's always going to be followed up with why. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I know this is going to be longer. There's going to be back and forth. But let's say I'm cooking dinner and he, he asked me a crazy 
question that obviously I want him to get an answer, but it's just not a good time. I can, you know, instead of being like, I don't know, just go, like, go watch TV. We'll talk about it later. And then we forget about it. It's a better opportunity to make them feel seen and heard and know that I do want to hear. And I can say, listen, buddy, that's a great question. Right now, I'm in the middle of cooking dinner. Pasta's about to boil over. There's toast in the oven or whatever, whatever you're cooking. Why don't you write it in your journal? I will think about the response because what I, I want to make sure that I give you an appropriate response and a good response because you deserve it. And then after I write my answer, we can sit down and talk about it when we have time. And so the cool thing is you can then write your answer and then tie the scripture into it. And that way, when he asks why you have that answer, it's not because I said so. It's because this is what the word of God says. And so basically the whole journal is going to be filled with these answers. And as they get older, they can look back on the rationale and they can have it as a record. Like, okay, I was having... um, girl problems in high school and my parents don't let me have girls up in my room and whatever. Let's go back to that. I remember we wrote about that. Oh, here's the scripture that talks about, you know, staying pure and waiting for marriage and all of that stuff. Because the little things now, even if you want to write answers about their dinosaurs, those are going to turn into the big things. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking, oh, this is for an older kid, it's actually for kids of any age because if we don't start answering their questions that we think are silly right now, we're closing that door and they're going to feel like, well, if they're not going to answer my questions about dinosaurs or dump trucks, then why would I talk to them about issues that I'm having in high school? Right, right. So I love this for several reasons. One, because exactly that. It's teaching them, you can come to me. I'm not just going to like pull something out of thin air. I'm really going to take the time to like give you, I love what you said, what you deserve. Like you deserve a thorough legitimate answer. And I can't give that to you right now, but like, let me think about it. But it also, I feel like it's so neat because it, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Pregnancy brain. Um, <laughs> like whenever you, you act something out for your kid. What is that word? Um, model. Yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> if you're able to model with them, like, okay, Hey, you don't have to come up with answers right off the top of your head either. Like, it's okay for you to sit and ponder and think through something critically. Right. I mean, like, I don't expect that from you either. And you can't expect that from me. And so it's this very beautiful, like, this is how we, this is how we human. Like, this this is how we do things. It is showing our kids that we're human too. And I think that that's such an important thing because – I don't know about you, but when I was little, I thought my parents were indestructible and perfect. And then I became a parent and I was like, uh, there's something wrong with me. (laughs) So I think it's so important (laughs) to share our humanness with our kids so that they know that they, it's okay to not know the answers right away. And it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to talk about hard things, but we can do this together. And, um, that's just part of being human. And that is ultimately why we have to lean on God. So it's just teaching them yes. so many lessons through a very simple yes. practice. Yes. Okay. The second reason why is this scripture idea of like adding scripture to it. Because as a kid, like I loved memory verses. I, they were my favorite. We always had like the hand motions to them and everything. But I mean, like it was really hard for me to apply them and know how they how they affect me. Like, okay, this is so beautiful. Love it. It's like a poem. We can memorize it, have the hand motions, all the things, have it up on the fridge. But like, 
how does this apply to my life? And so it makes scripture applicable to not only one situation, but several. And you're able to actually start analyzing it and like having it a part of your life and living like the word of God teaches us to live. I just, yeah, what a cool concept. I think that one of the issues with with when I was a child, I was raised in the church and, you know, my parents did a great job and my grandfather was a pastor and I did. I learned Bible verses too, but exactly what you're saying is I think why I struggled because it was so fragmented from my actual life. Like I knew these verses over here and then I lived my life and very rarely did I put the two and two together. But when we start intertwining, like And it's because, kind of because we're just selfish humans and we want to know, okay, why does this apply to me? Is it rules that I just have to follow? Which if you're just going Uh to follow God because you have to obey rules, that's not a true relationship with him. But if you're applying these scriptures to your life and actual situations, you start to truly see, first of all, why they're there in the first place and you can apply them. But second of all, that they're not really rules. It's more of a roadmap for your life. And it's meant to um, just protect you and guide you and help you to know the answers. So you're, you're exactly right. Spot on. Oh, so good. This is just awesome. I have to ask, <laughs> like, have you had a funny question get asked. I'm sure you have, but if it's okay and your family is up for it, I'd love to hear some of like the funny ones, but even some of the ones that you're like, Ooh, that was probably one of my favorite questions they asked me. <laughs> I can tell you one that somebody who has our journal sent in because it's just fresh on my Please, mind because yes. it happened a couple of weeks ago, but her daughter wrote in it and she sent me a picture. Was Jesus born sunny side up? <laughs> and I'm like, what? funny she's like well you know I'm like a birth coach and so she's very familiar with different positions that babies can be born and for whatever reason she wanted to know if Jesus was born sunny side up but I'm like that is so funny and oh my gosh I'm I'm blanking on ones that my kids ask but there's so many ridiculous ones I can't even but the good thing is like they do they ask funny ones and you can have giggles and you can have like a record to look back on it but then also that gives them the comfortability to be able to know that they can ask more serious ones so I can give you one of those because that that just happened this week too actually it was last week so my family recently has well the whole world is going through craziness right now but we like my dad was in the hospital um he almost didn't make it and then my grandmother just passed away and then my mother-in-law just got diagnosed with cancer. So it's been like a lot of stuff and wow, that's a yeah. lot for kids to take in. And a lot of times I have an eight-year-old and a And watch their mom go through. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but a lot of times as kids, they don't just come out and they don't know how to express those things. They don't know how to say, I'm feeling really scared or I'm feeling really sad. They just kind of act out. And so as our, when life is crazy, it can be so hard because we can overlook the fact that, oh, my eight-year-old is now acting like a five-year-old and throwing temper tantrums and I'm just going to punish him. Um, And that was happening. Like my eight-year-old was being horrible the last couple of weeks. And then I sat down one night with Corey and I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking he's feeling exactly how we're feeling. It's just not, it's He can't express it because he doesn't know how. Yeah, he's been going through traumatic experiences and he doesn't know how. Um, So I, the very next morning I got up and I was like, how are you feeling, buddy? I I know this is a lot. And I want you to know 
if you're not feeling upset, I'm not trying to make you feel upset. You're okay. It's okay to be happy, even if we're feeling sad. Um, but if you are feeling a certain way, like you can talk to us about it. You can let us know, or you can even say, listen, I'm in a bad mood today. I'm going to go up to my room. Um, but then I also did just say, and also don't forget you have your journal. If you have any questions, you can, you can write them down and we can talk about it. And there's a section in the back that says, I don't want to talk about it. And it gives them the opportunity to ask questions, get the answers from us still. But then we just say, if it's written in that section, we don't discuss it. We just, you're getting the answer that you want and we can move on because sometimes there's embarrassing questions. Anyway, the next, like later in the day, he came and brought his journal to me and he just said, why does life have to be so hard and stressful sometimes? And I'm like, oh, he God. never, he never would have said that to me. You know, he's eight, like he's a little kid. You don't even think kids feel that sometimes, but it, I think it just gives them an opportunity to express things that maybe they might not have otherwise in the craziness of life. So there's funny ones and there's serious ones. What a cool what a cool resource. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I found this out before my kid could even talk because this will be used in our household for sure. Yes. And I'm going to send you one. So don't let me forget to get your address after this. I'm going to send you one because it's really pretty on the bookshelf too until they can write or communicate. I can't wait. I really can't. This is just going to be so cool. So for someone that does want to get their hands on it, where can they find this journal? Because at this point, they're probably like, wait, I need this ordering now. (laughs) So it is available on Barnes and Noble and the link is kind of weird. So I will send that to you so you can put it in your show notes. Um, And then there's also a link on my website, which is bethanyadkins.com forward slash my why journal. And you can go there if you're like, okay, I want to learn a little bit more about this. I have, I like wrote some stuff up on it and then there's pictures of it too on there. That is awesome. So taking this back big, picture like the 30,000 foot view again for like people that aren't necessarily parents quite yet don't have it in their near future but they still are like oh man I want to like I want to start practicing like safe place to ask questions and read through scripture and start applying it to me I think this conversation this conversation is still so helpful and that's why I love like talking about parenting even though I'm not I'm not yet a parent either but it is so fun to talk about it because when we talk about God the Father right obviously like he as much as we want to be the best parents for our kids, he is the best parent for us. And so how cool it is to even learn from this conversation that God wants us to ask him questions too. Yeah. So as much as we want our kids to open up and like trust us and be safe with us, we can think that God <laughs> just as much, if not way, 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 way more wants us to come to him and be like, I don't understand. Like, how does this work? Mm-hmm. And ask him the silly and the hard and, he might have to take his time getting back to us on that too, or for us to be able to hear him and his answer. Um, oh my what gosh. A cool picture. Yeah. And I just want to elaborate on that a little bit more. If you're married, I encourage you journal, you know, even write letters back and forth to your spouse. It's so cool to see the transformation over the years. If you're single, I cannot tell you enough how powerful writing and journaling is. It might be personality type, but like, honestly, it's been life-changing for me. One of my favorite quotes is, I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say. And I just feel like that's so true. There's been so many times where life has felt so gray and unknown. And and I'm like, I, like, I can't even express what I'm feeling, but I know that there's an answer that I need. And then I sit down with God's word and I just start writing whatever thought is coming to my mind, even if it's jumbled up. 
And by the end, you know, I might not have this massive revelation. Um, sometimes I just feel peace, but other times I have, I do have like massive clarity and I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I I do have an answer. Um, so I just think writing is so powerful journaling, even if you do it, you know, five minutes in the morning or 10 minutes a day, it's so powerful. And then the cool thing is often if we write down our prayers or we write down where we're at, it's those growth doesn't happen like we think it does on social media where it's like this overnight success. It's very small and it's very minor steps that we take. And when we just move forward each day before we know it, two years have passed and we feel like, oh, I haven't grown at all. Um, but if we write and we journal and we write ourselves write things down, we can look back and read through those. And it's amazing to see the prayers that have been answered, the miracles that have taken place and the growth that we truly have experienced. It's just sometimes we don't see it because it happens so slowly. That's right. Yeah. I need to go back and read some of my old journals. I mean, like we might cringe. Yeah. It might be really, really hard, <laughs> but I hopefully would see some growth. I'm sure I would, but oh my gosh, that's yes. a good idea. I'm actually looking at them now. They're just like all sitting on my bookshelf. And I'm like, oh my. It's so painful. <laughs> it's so painful to reflect. But like, I'm like, when I read them, I'm like, okay, yes, this is painful, but that's good because that means I've grown. So even I'm hoping that what I write today in a year, I can read back and be like, oh, like I'm cringing again because I'm like, oh man, like I had so much to learn. Because if you're reading it right. and you're like, oh yeah, I still agree with that. It's like, are you really growing and learning? I don't know. Oh, good question. Oh, man. This is so good. The power of parenting and purpose and journaling, all the things. Bethany, you're a superstar. Thank you so much for just sharing it. But I do have one more question for you. It'll be a fun one. What is something that you are loving these days that you have to share with the people? Oh, I... uh, It could be anything. I knew you were going to ask this, Shameless plug. Okay. (laughs) This is okay. I'm a quality time person, so I've really learned that over the years. So, something I've honestly been loving is life has been very chaotic, and just getting back into a routine and really looking forward to um, sitting down with my husband at night. We've been we were watching TV a lot, and we've been more intentional and kind of turned it off and just have been talking and dreaming together. And I look forward to that every night, like all day. I'm like, I just can't wait for that moment of quiet where I can sit down and dream with my husband. So I'm loving that right now. How do those conversations typically start? Because that's something that we are getting into too, especially just trying to be more purposeful with our time before baby comes. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes, I mean, you live life together and like you talk about so much. And then do you ever get to those points though with Corey that you're like, I don't know who we should talk about. Yes. I think we've talked about everything. Totally. Yeah. And honestly, for us, I think it's like by the end by the end of the day, we're like so burnt out that we're like, let's just turn on the TV and numb our brains. So I think maybe when you have the baby, you'll realize like I feel like now we don't talk about anything and we've just gotten so used to that. Um, but even then it's like, okay, so now what do we talk about? So I don't know. We yeah. just, it is hard. Like sometimes it's even awkward. Like we're, I'm like, babe, I know we want to watch TV, but let's just sit here and let's talk. And then like at first it's like, okay, so then we start scrolling on our phones and we're like, okay, no, let's put the phones down. Let's actually talk. So let's right. talk about yeah. 
but what are we going to, what are we going to do in the next year? Like we just start asking questions, like what does the next year look like for us? And we're working on getting out of debt. And so we'll talk about sometimes our goals. Um, and just, we just start dreaming together. I think that's so fun. And it's so good for marriage. It's just like, sometimes we forget that we have imaginations too, and it's okay to kind of let those run wild. It doesn't always have to be about tasks and groceries and house like things right. to fix, but it can be about dreaming together. And I think that's what makes us close or even crazy stuff that's going on in the world or trials that we're going through. Talk about the hard things too. It, it makes you so much, so much closer. I love that. I love that. Especially too, like, yes, there's a lot of television watching, especially recently with how much I feel like I've been recording behind the mic to prep for maternity leave. <laughs> I get to the end of the day and I'm like, we have zero words left. He's like, how's your day? And I just nod. And he's like, got it. <laughs> yep. It's so easy to do Word that. count out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is good. Well, I mean, like, seriously, I can't tell you how much this was so fun and helpful for me and insightful, especially with me prepping for this new season coming up. And I'm sure lots of my friends are either already parents that are listening wanting to be parents one day listening, or just really wanting to find purpose and do the best in the season they have with what they have. And so Bethany, it means so much that you would take the time to be with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing. I love the podcast. And I'm so excited to see your journey as a new mom. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.